today. Amen. If you have your Bible this morning, uh, would you turn to Colossians uh, chapter 1, Colossians chapter 1 and verse 25. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 25. This week we'll look at God's glory manifested through you, through me. God's glory manifested through you. We've been looking at God's glory in you. The first week was for whose glory? Then God's glory in you. And then this week, God's glory manifested through you. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 25. Colossians 1 and verse 25. Whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God, even the mystery which had been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. To whom, verse 27, cast your eyes upon it again, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. We know that we have been looking over these weeks for the very purpose why God has saved each one of us the very purpose of God, of why He has saved our lives, why we're born again of the Spirit of God. In Isaiah 43, we'd looked at it, that everyone that is called by the name of Jesus, the Bible tells us that we have been created for the glory of God. We have been formed by the glory of God for the purpose of His glory. Now this glory we look at in this verse is Christ in us. This is an awesome revelation to the church of Jesus Christ. This revelation of God could pull the curtain back and often it's a religious curtain or it's a curtain of unbelief or a curtain of fear. But if He could pull back this morning these curtains and reveal to us the glory of God in these lives, that is Jesus Christ living in my heart. He lives. He lives You ask me how I know He lives. He lives within my heart. Christ is living in our lives by faith in God alone. We look at the beginning of the ministry of Jesus Christ as we're looking at this thought this morning. The glory of God manifested through us. Not only is Christ in us, but it is the purpose of God that the glory of God would be manifested through us. And we go back to the glorious ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ while He was here on this earth. This is our example. He has set forth the template of the ministry of Jesus Christ. In Luke chapter 4, we read there that after Christ 
was baptized in the river Jordan, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove, and the voice came from heaven and said that this is my beloved Son. I'm well pleased with him. And the Spirit of God, the anointing, came upon him. We know that John, the, 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 the Gospel of John tells us in John 3.34 that he was given the Spirit of God without measure. And Christ then was led of the Spirit into the wilderness. And there he was for 40 days, 40 nights, tempted of the devil three times, and he overcame the devil by the power of the Word of God. The Bible tells us in John and Luke 4, sorry, in verse 14, that our Lord Jesus Christ returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And I just, you know, I could nearly stop right there and, and just labor on this point of Christ returning in the power of the Spirit. My prayer, brothers and sisters, as the church as in some ways has gone into a wilderness experience through this lockdown, these times in which we're living in, but God's people would return from this time in the power of the Spirit of the living God. Wonder what a wonderful thing that would be that when the church of Jesus Christ returns to meet together again in this assemblies across this nation and across this island. If every one of God's people returned in the power of the Holy Ghost, I, I believe this morning the very kingdom of darkness would tremble. The power of God would flow through the assemblies. Christ would be glorified. The devil would be on the run. Friends, this morning, could we return in the power of of the Holy Ghost. We might have many ideas and many thoughts, but this thought alone, they returned in the power of the Spirit of God. May we come back again as a people that are full of the Holy Ghost. May we come back again as a people that are full of the joy of the Lord. May we come back again as a people that are full of the love of God, that we're full of God, full of the Spirit of God, full of the power of God. And this world friends would be shaken like it was again in that first century. He returned in the power of the Spirit of God. Oh friend, this morning I want to labor this for a moment. Can we come back again? Can we return again? Not as we were, but can we return again as God's people in, in every assembly across this nation return in the power of the Holy Ghost? If that grasped us this morning, if that grasped every believer this morning across this nation, we will return in the power of the Spirit of God. I want to tell you, revival would break out across the whole island of Ireland in a moment. People, God's people coming back as those living coals together. There'd be a fire that would blaze brightly for the glory of the Lord. When Christ returned from this point on, Jesus was about to display and demonstrate and leave an example of a ministry, his ministry, what ministry really is all about. We hear the term so easily used, but what is ministry? We have made it many things, but the true ministry of Jesus Christ, Christ was about to demonstrate it in the life that he lived for those three years. The Bible tells us 
than he went about doing good, healing all those that were oppressed of the devil, setting the captive free, healing the broken heart, restoring those that were lost, recovering the sight of the blind, opening the deaf ears. The Bible says it was through glorious, mighty signs and wonders. In Luke 4 and 15 it says that he was glorified of all as he went round all the synagogues teaching the truths of the kingdom. And then he says in Luke 4 18 that great announcement that the Spirit of the Lord was upon him. He's been anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken and hearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, the recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised. Here is the beginning of the most glorious earthly ministry. Here is the template here is the reality of what it's all about, friends. Oh, God, this morning, strip away all our religion. Strip away all our tradition. Strip away all our own ideas. But, Lord, bring us back to the reality of this glorious ministry. Christ in us and Christ working through us by his power and by the power of the Holy Ghost. In John chapter 2, John records those first miracles of the Lord Jesus Christ. John chapter 2 and verse 11. And this is what he states. The beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee. And then it says these words, and manifested forth his glory and his disciples believed in him. The beginning of this wonderful ministry of Jesus was to manifest forth the glory of God. That's what his ministry That was the purpose of this ministry. The demonstration, the signs and the wonders, the miracles that he did was to manifest forth the glory of God. That word manifest simply means to appear externally. So now remember what we're looking at, that we have this Christ that's in us by faith. He lives in me. I'm saved by the grace of God. But Christ lives in this temple. Christ lives in you. If you're saved this morning, Jesus Christ, praise the Lord. He lives in me. He's in my heart. I know that Jesus lives in me. But here we see as Christ demonstrated that earthly ministry, there was a manifestation. The miracles that he did was to manifest forth the glory that it would be more than just that he would walk this earth, but he would demonstrate who he is by the things that he did. True Christianity then must be manifested. We are not a secret society. We are the church of the living God. We are a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hid. And that light that comes forth or emanates forth from the church of Jesus Christ collective. An individual is the same glory that Christ manifested in his earthly ministry. You and I can see that this is the purpose of God in Christ to manifest the glorious power through supernatural signs and wonder. The manifestation or the demonstration of the kingdom was crucial. It was crucial and central to the extension of his kingdom. Paul says, For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost 
and in much assurance. The purpose of the manifestation of the glory and the power was to destroy the works of the devil. The Bible tells us for this purpose was the Son of God manifested, appearing that He might destroy the works of the devil. Brothers and sisters, this morning we have been saved by the grace of God. Jesus Christ, this Jesus that I'm speaking about and preaching about this morning, this Christ dwells in my heart Thank God this morning I'm saved. My name's written in heaven. I've been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. But friends, there's more. Because not only does He want to live in me, but this Christ wants to live through me and through you. If ever there was a day, and I believe this, and I say it often, but ever there was a day that the church must manifest, demonstrate, the kingdom, the glory of God, it's now. Brothers and sisters, it's now. In a world filled, an atmosphere filled with fear. And friends, that fear is the opposite to what we are. We are the people of faith. This fear is not going to dictate how I'm going to live. But I'm going to live by faith. The faith of the Son of God. I'm not going to live by the influence of the wicked governments of this land. But brothers and sisters, we must live. We must live by the influence of God's Word and the power of the Holy Ghost. Faith is the opposite to fear. And we're living in a world that's filled with fear. But we must, brothers and sisters, demonstrate, demonstrate, manifest this glory of God. Christ came at a time when there was a complete religious system that was opposite to everything that He was. Yet they, yet they declared that they represented God Himself. And yet when Christ came... They, they could not recognize Him for who He is. So we must know that even in this day, there is a whole religious system that is completely opposed to the manifestation of God's glory again through His church. We must know that there is a whole religious system in many forms and many names and many titles. But friends, there's no manifestation of the glory of God in it. It is dead. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 3 and 5, there's a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. There is a denial of the glory, the power, the resurrection life. There is a religious form. We have it. Oh, friends, we have it right up to our necks. We have a religious form in many different denominations, in many different ways. We have a form of religion, but it denies the power of a living God. And brothers and sisters, we serve a living God. This Christ is a living Savior. He's alive this morning. He lives in you and He lives in me. But Christ came up against that religious system and so are we. We're facing a religious system right across this island, right across this world. There's a religious system that has a form of godliness, but it denies the living reality of a Christ that's in us, of a glory that's in us, and manifested through us. It's a river of life. Of course, what will happen is what they did with Christ 
They'll cause him or accuse him of having a devil, that what he does is off the devil. How many times have you heard that concerning the things of the Spirit, that's off the devil. But brothers and sisters, that's exactly what the Lord himself was accused of. In Luke chapter 11 and verse 20, this is what the Lord said, when they accused him of casting out devils by Beelzebub, in Luke 11 and verse 20, the Lord said these words, but if I with the finger of God cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God is come unto you. When a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, he taketh, he taketh from him all his armor wherein he trusted and divideth his spoils. He that is not with me, this is important, is against me. And he that gathereth not with me scattereth. The kingdom of God has come with the finger of God, when devils are cast out in the name of Jesus Christ, when a strong man armed keeps his palace, his goods are at peace. But when a stronger than he comes upon him and overcomes him, the stronger this morning, brothers and sisters, is not a church, is not a denomination, it's not a personality. The stronger this morning is the Lord Jesus Christ. He has defeated the powers of death. He's defeated the devil. Thank God this morning he's overcome the grave. He's alive and he's alive forevermore. The one that's stronger is he that lives in me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. And the manifestation or the demonstration of this Christ in me and through me and through you is key to the ministry that we are looking at this morning. Jesus said these words, Verily, verily, John 14 and 12, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, though works that I shall do, he shall do also. Greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. He that believeth on me. Here's the criteria of what Jesus was about to reveal. He that is a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ this morning, and I know that you are, you believe in Jesus and believe in Him alone. You know He's the way, He's the truth, and praise the Lord, He is the life. We believe in Jesus Christ and Him alone this morning. Then Jesus said that the works the works that I do. So everything of what they witness, what they've seen him do, well, everything of the demonstration of the kingdom, when he healed the blind man, when he delivered the oppressed, when he came to those that were living in caves and they were tormented with devils and they were set wonderfully free for those that were lame, for those that were lepers, for those that were sick, for those that were broken, for those that were, that were lost. Christ came and Christ delivered and Christ healed and Christ set free and Christ saved. And he said, now the works that I do, you shall do also and greater. And I believe that's in quantity rather than greater than his miracles. But greater works than these shall he do because I'm going he said to my father. In other words, the whole ministry that he began the whole ministry of, of those three years and the demonstration of that ministry. He says this will carry on 
after I leave here, I'm going to my Father, but my ministry on this earth are going to be, is going to be carried on by those that believe in me. Now, those believers are simply you and I this morning. I mean, we're not much. Let's be honest this morning, but he does take the weak and the foolish things of the world. He's not looking for great and mighty men and women. He's not looking for men that have it all together. I tell you what he's looking for. He's looking for believers. That's all he's looking for. Someone to believe him. Is there someone that believes him this morning? That believes his word? That believes he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore? And so this whole ministry would not cease. But the ministry that he began would continue with those that would simply believe in him. Now how is it possible for it to spread and for the same works to be done by the same Jesus living in us, by the same anointing that was upon him, by the same Holy Spirit that fills us and moves through us? Friends, this morning it's not by might nor by power but by His Spirit, saith the Lord. There is no other way in which the work can continue. Listen, this is so important. This is why that there's going to be so much works that are burnt up on that day of accountability before the Bema Seat of Christ. The only works that are going to be kept and sustained are the works that was birthed and that was guided by the Holy Spirit. Because it's only the Holy Spirit that can glorify the Lord Jesus Christ. Think about this this morning. That's why there's going to be a great burning up of so much activity in the church of Jesus Christ. So much work that has been done, but has been done by the efforts and the strength of man alone. We want to be a people that are infused and directed and filled by and guided by the Holy Spirit. So we know then the only means by which this ministry continues is by Him who has been given the charge to glorify Jesus in everything that He does. That is the Holy Spirit. In John 16 and verse 13, this is what Jesus said, How be it when He, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of Himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. Verse 14 of John 16 says this. He shall glorify me. Now stop for a moment. The only way, it is only possible that the, the Lord Jesus Christ, and this is our desire, that the Lord Jesus Christ is glorified, lifted up. The only way that happens is by the Spirit of God. Jesus says He will glorify me. He's not going to speak of Himself. He's going to glorify me. So we want a God-glorifying church. We want a God-glorifying life. We want a God-glorifying home. We want a God-glorifying ministry. The only way that can happen is by the power of the Holy Ghost. So we must again readjust if we need to and bring ourselves back that everything that we're doing, we're doing it by the power of the Holy Spirit. We're not doing it by the arm of flesh. We're not doing it because it's a good idea. We're not doing it because we have the ability to do it, but we're doing it because we're being led by the Spirit of God to do it. He will glorify me. 
He shall receive of mine, and he will show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I that he shall take of mine, and he'll show it unto you. Now stay with me this morning, because this is important. Because there has to be an action to what you're hearing. We have to step out and into what God has for us as individuals. Jesus said to them in Mark 16 and 17, if you turn to it, familiar words, but I want I want to show you the last words of Christ before he would ascend. He said in Mark 16, 17, these signs shall follow them. Here it is again, not believe. He's saying these are the works that believers are going to do, greater works than these, those that believe in him. Then when he's leaving, when he said and promised that he would go to the Father through his death, his resurrection and ascension, he said in Mark 16, 17, these signs will follow them that believe. Now I'm speaking to believers this morning. I know there's people that are listening. You're believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what he said that believers will do. He didn't say this is what a pastor will do. He didn't say this is what a reverend will do. He didn't say this is what those that hold positions in pulpits or in churches do. He said this is what believers are going to do. In my name, they'll cast out devils. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll take up serpents if they drink any deadly thing. It shall not hurt them. They They shall, believers, shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So we know the serpents and the deadly poison are the works, are the works of the enemy. Here we see that there's an authority over the works of the enemy. He said then unto them, so then after the Lord has spoken unto them, he was received into heaven and sat on the right hand of God, and they went forth and preached everywhere. Now listen to these words. The Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. Amen. So we're looking at believers and the believer's life, the manifestation of the glory that's within us. The the glorious ministry of Christ began in Galilee with the manifestation of miracles to glorify himself. There was the glory of God manifested. He taught his disciples everywhere they went He was constantly showing them, discipling them, displaying His glory, manifesting His power against the kingdom of darkness, lifting people out of horrible pits, setting them wonderfully free. The glory of God was manifesting. Then He began to show them that those that believe in Him will do the same things. I'm going to my Father. Believers will follow in this way. This is the ministry that I've set forth. And so as he's about to leave this earth, he says to them in Mark 16, these are the signs that are going to follow you, saints. These are the things that will follow you, those that believe in me. You're going to speak with new tongues. You're going to overcome the powers of darkness. You're going to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. How is this going to happen? I'll work with you. I'll be with you by the power of the Holy Spirit. And there we see the key in a glorious ministry on earth. Not the glory of man, but the glory for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord was working with them. There's the key. 
There's the key in this ministry. The Lord was working with them, confirming the word with signs following. The Lord is working with them as they walked in obedience to His word. We see a cooperation here of God and His church. Now, this is so important because I believe this is key. A cooperation. The Lord was working with them. You know, it's, we know that it's not by might nor by power, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord. So we have a, a whole religious system that is able to function very easily without the power of the Holy Ghost. Listen, it's so, it's so easy to continue to do it without the power of the Spirit of God. We have a, a complete, it's not all bad, but what I'm saying is that it's very easy for us to keep going and keep all the things going all at the same time. All the activities can be maintained. That does not mean in any way that the Holy Spirit is leading and guiding that. We pray that He leads us, guides us in everything that we do here in this fellowship. But very easily we can fall in that we're doing this because we have the abilities or the talents and the gifts that God has given us. We can go ahead and do it. But we can do all that without the power of the Holy Ghost. And so it's so important that God wants to infuse His church with the power of the Spirit of God. God wants to fill every life Fill us all with the baptism, with the fire of God and the baptism of the Spirit of God. The Lord was working with them. Listen, this is the key in it all. Oh God, we want to work with you, that you'll work with us for the sake of your kingdom. So much of the work is, I'm doing this, and I'm going to ask God to cooperate that I'm doing this. But that's not the way it was. They walked in obedience to His Word, and so the Lord worked with them. And the kingdom of God was extended, and the power of God was flowing, and the glory of God was manifested, and Christ was lifted up, and the devil was sent a packing. So we need to know this morning that in everything that we are doing, that it is a God-inspired and it is a Holy Ghost-led ministry. We are looking, we need to strip this back, friends. I said this a few weeks ago. I believe I'm preaching the most important messages I've ever preached because of what they've meant to me. And friends, this morning it might be something that you know theologically and theory. It might be something that you've heard even for years. But friends, I, I just don't want it to be a word-only message. I want us to move beyond the word only and move into the demonstration of the kingdom of God here in Balnehinch and across this land and up and down this country that churches like ourselves and assemblies of believers would step into what God has for us in these days. The Lord was working with them as they walked in obedience to God's Word. It was Spirit-laid. It was Spirit-filled. It was God-glorifying. It was Jesus-exalted. It was, it was destroying the powers of darkness. And you know what they were? Do you, know what, do you know what it was? They were believers. That's all it was. They were believers. That's the category. That's what they were known as. Believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. we got to make sure before anything else, that a man and a woman is cooperating with God. You know, there's a lot of pressure today, especially on ministers, that we all cooperate together. Well, I want to tell you, first of all, I want to know that we're cooperating with God. As is God's will, 
Is it God's purpose? Is this what God wants us to do? Before we all get together and have a big gang and everyone's working together and it looks lovely. But listen, brothers and sisters, the first thing we must know, are we cooperating with heaven? Because that's what matters this morning. That's really what matters. Are we cooperating with what God wants? And 2 Corinthians 6 and 1, Paul says, we then as workers together, but here's the key to that, with Him. Listen to me this morning, friends. There's a lot of pressure comes A lot of pressure comes in ministers that everything should all be brought together. I'm for that. I'm not against that. But let me tell you the first thing we need to know is, is that man or is that woman cooperating with God? Have we got God's heart for New Testament church in Balnehinch? When we come together into this building, the first thing is, are we cooperating with God and His will for this house? That's the most important thing for unity in the Spirit. Then we cooperate together with the Holy Ghost. And then God Himself comes down in His power. Jesus is glorified. And the ministry, the same ministry, begins to function as it was in the first church. We see this this word, this whole aspect of cooperation. A fellow worker cooperating with God. That's crucial for the manifestation of His glory. The reason Jesus worked with them is simple. Because this truth became a revelation to that church. That in them was this Christ. And the promise that they were promised, the promise of the Holy Spirit, was given to them at Pentecost. They were all filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. Not just to speak in tongues. Not just to have a nice meeting but that the glory and the manifestation of God would go out from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world, that God would flow through them, that there would be a working of this glorious power. The very thing that they did was to glorify God and to lift up the name of Jesus. Number one, this is so important. The whole purpose of my life, what did I want? What is this all about? I want Jesus to be glorified in this land, in this town, in this church, and in my life. That's what I want. That's what I desire. If you desire that also, that Christ would be glorified. You know, we say those things so easily, but is that truly what you want? Do you want Christ to be lifted up in this island, in this part of the island, the Northern Ireland? Do you want Christ to be glorified in your home? Do you want Christ to be glorified in your life? Do you want Christ to be glorified in this church? If you belong here or whatever church you belong to, you want Jesus to be lifted up. You want Him to be glorified. Then number two, are you willing to walk in obedience to His Word, to take up your cross and follow Him? These were disciples. We're going to follow what He says. You know, He said, you'll be wearing witnesses, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and so forth. You know, someone might have said, well, I think it's a bad idea to start at Jerusalem. Could we not start at Samaria? You know, that's the whole aspect of what we have today. Everyone's got an opinion. But they just simply said, this is what Jesus said, and this is what we're going to do. We're going to start at Jerusalem. Because they had to be endued with the power of the Holy Ghost. But number three, I want you to listen as I'm closing this morning because this is the crucial part. We have all this great knowledge. We have all this great truth. We have all this great revelation. The power of the Holy Ghost. We have a word. We have the word of God. 
We have great teaching all across the land. We can get it all off the internet. We can listen to any amount of CDs and sermons day in and day out. We have absolutely everything. We have the knowledge of all of this. We're willing, because I know the sincerity is that we want to see Christ glorified in these days. But I want to challenge us, and I want to challenge every one of us this morning. You know, by faith, these people of that first church acted on His Word. They actually went out and they demonstrated the kingdom. They put feet to their faith. In other words, when someone they came across was sick, there was a boldness in them to simply lay hands on the sick, and they did recover. You know, today we're so conditioned by the fear, by what men think. We're so conditioned by, well, this has to be something for the the, the pastor to do or, or a church leader to do. But friend, I want to encourage you again what it tells us here. This was for believers. And so when you're out on the shop and when you're out in the streets or wherever you are in your workplace, and I know the workplace can become a difficult place because of all the legislations and all the antichrist spirit that's at work. But listen, there has to come a point where this, this kingdom is demonstrated. It's not enough just to know that Christ lives within you. The purpose of Christ living within you is that he would be manifested through you. So it's important that they wanted to glorify the Lord. It's important that they would walk in obedience to His Word, but then they were going to act upon it. In other words, they were going to lay hands on the sick. They were going to take the opportunities to preach the gospel. They were going to set the captive free. They were going to heal the broken at heart because He said, these are the signs that would follow them that believe. Paul says in Romans 15, In verse 18, For I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ hath not wrought by me to make the Gentiles obedience by word and deed through mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God. Friends, by mighty signs and wonders and by the power of the Spirit of God. I want to tell you, brothers and sisters, if ever, you know, we believe that there has to be, there must be, a demonstration of this gospel. Friends, we cannot just have a word-only message. There must be signs and wonders follow them that believe. We must again come in the power of the Holy Ghost. We must be full of the Spirit of God to glorify, to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ and to manifest this great ministry. We have Listen to this. Listen, we have the same Jesus living in me. There's not a different Jesus from this gospel. The, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ, these four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, recorded the life of Jesus Christ. That same Jesus lives in me and lives in you if you're saved. We have the same Jesus that lives within us. We also have been promised the same Holy Ghost that He would fill us and endure us with power. After that, the Spirit of God would come upon us. We would be endued with that power. We have the same Holy Ghost that fills these lives. But what happens or what must happen is that life must come out of us. It must flow from us. In John 7 and 37, in the last and the great day of the feast, Jesus cried and said, If any man thirst, let him come unto me. 
and out of his inner being, or out of his belly, he that believeth in me, sorry, he said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. That's the glory that was manifested through Christ. That's the life of God. You remember the woman said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole because out of that body, out of that life, flowed the glory and the power of a, of a glorious Christ, the very life of God. He said that out of our innermost being, it's not us, it's the Christ in us, shall flow a river of living water. He's speaking of the Spirit of God on them which believe, for, for them which believe should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given. He says, I'm going to my Father. You're going to do greater works than this. Friends, this morning, this is not something way beyond our reach. This is not something that God's dangling a carrot. This is God's word this morning. We again must strip away the things and all the activities of man and our own works and come back again to the glorious power of Christ in a vessel, Christ being manifested through us. What was demonstrated on the day of Pentecost were men and women, that's what they were, men and women, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, and the glory of Jesus was manifested through them to a lost and a dying world. Surely, as we know, we're living in the last days. That is the answer for this nation. That's the answer. Men and women that have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Men and women filled with the power of the Holy Ghost and the glory of God revealed. These men have been with Jesus. Christ seen in us. Christ demonstrated through us by the power of the Holy Spirit. But friends, men fear such a move. I'm closing with this. Men fear such a move. Men in church life fear such a move. They fear because the work of man would cease. The ministry of man would end. Our program would be discontinued. But the work, the real work, would be manifested for the glory of God. God working in us. God working through us. God working with us. Christ being glorified and the kingdom of God extended and the kingdom of darkness plundered by the glorious resurrection life of Jesus. Friends, this morning, we fear nothing. We fear nothing. We fear nothing this morning of what men would think. We fear nothing of what the powers of darkness are doing. But we say, blessed Holy Ghost, come and have your way. Have your way among us. Take over every aspect of this work, every aspect of our ministry. Our only prayer, our only prayer is glorify your Son in our lives. Let Jesus be glorified in this life and in your lives. Let Christ be manifested to this lost and a damn world. Oh, we say yes to God. We say yes to the Holy Spirit. We say yes to a ministry that glorifies Jesus and Him alone. We don't fear what the Pharisees are going to do or what they're going to say. We don't fear a religious system that's so entrenched 
and tradition. But friends, this morning we just look up to Calvary and say, God, we are believers in this blood. We are believers in Jesus Christ. We are believers in the Son of the living God. Now flood these lies with your power. Not only fill us, but friends, this is the key. So many just want to be filled, the field being filled. But friends, that's not the purpose of us being filled. The purpose of us being filled is to manifest the glory of God. Oh, that we would give our lives again. Just present them to Him as a living sacrifice. Say, Lord, I'm here and I'm wholly available. Number two, Lord, I thank You that You have saved me and redeemed me. I am a temple of the Holy Ghost. Number three, Lord, fill my life with the power of the Spirit of God. Because, Lord, number four, I'm willing, I'm a believer, I'm a believer to act on your word. And, Lord, would you work with us and glorify your name. Oh, friend, this morning, if that's your cry, it's certainly mine. Oh, God, would you flood this place again, not for us to feel good, but to manifest the glory of a risen Christ. Oh, the great work is when Christ works with us, when these lives are full of him, because no one is seen but Jesus only. That's what our cry is, that no man would be seen save Jesus only. That's God's glory in us and God's glory working through us. I encourage you, friend, this morning of God speaking to you, believer, if God's speaking to you, you bow the knee to him and simply say, Lord, I give you this life. Now manifest, display your Son in this life. Let your glory fill it. But Lord, let you flow through it. Let that river of life come out. God, may we all return in the power of the Holy Ghost for a God-glorifying church, a God-glorifying ministry, a God-glorifying people in Jesus' name. Let's pray together this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, We ask today, Lord, for every heart that's been touched by your word, Lord, in the name of Jesus, would you fill every life? Oh, God, would you fill us with the power of the Holy Ghost this morning? Lord, would you baptize us afresh with thy power, oh God? Lord, we give you these lives, Lord, for the sake of your glory, for the sake of your kingdom. Lord, you have so chosen it and designed it this way, your God, Lord, there's none beside you, but Lord, you've chosen these weak, frail vessels to dwell in. Oh, God, what a mystery revealed. What a glory revealed. But Lord, we just don't want to be a people that contain it to ourselves. Lord, because the purpose is that you'd flow through us. So Lord, would you fill every life this morning with the power of the Holy Spirit? Would you glorify your Son in every life? That's our prayer, Lord. Glorify your Son in our lives. Oh God, this morning let Christ be seen and Him alone. Lord, we give you our lives afresh today, Lord. Lord, we just thank you for all that you mean to each of us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. We thank you for listening this morning. We'll come back again tonight at 6.30 for evening service. Could encourage you just to invite uh, those that aren't saved to listen in. Set free in lockdown. Praise the Lord. The Lord is still working, setting lives free. We just come back again tonight and invite those to listen in. Praise the Lord. Amen.